Michael Backlund with us uh, on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest Hotline. Bax, it's uh, Pat and Wes. How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Good, man. It's good to uh, it's good to hear from you. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We're just uh, kind of packing up a bit here. We're heading to Sweden on Sunday, so uh, kids have one more day of preschool daycare, and then yeah, we're leaving on Sunday. So we're trying to get things ready. What, what happens if you get a call to go to Nashville, though? Well, if that happens, it's in a few weeks, right? So yeah, you got a little bit of time. time to go back to Sweden. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, that would be very exciting. So, uh, but either way, we're home to speed up. Okay. How how many suitcases are we looking at to get back home for the summer, Michael? Uh, we're we're pretty good. Uh, we uh, we got three bags, uh, and then the big dog kennel, and then some just some carry on. So not too bad. That's impressive. Okay. I can't go away for the weekend in less than three bags. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but we try, I try over the years to kind of get a, two wardrobes going. It's just, I don't want to bring stuff back and forth. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, have a, I know that's a luxury to have, but, yeah, that's something uh, I try to do. And, uh, yeah, it's more of the kids' stuff we got to bring. They, you know, they grow all the time, so they, you know, it's kind of different seasons over here compared to Sweden. And stuff that we're here doesn't really fit this summer, so it's more kids' stuff than other stuff right all right well well have a safe trip back to sweden that uh, i was wondering when you were heading back because uh you've been here for quite a while since the season has ended have seen you doing uh, a number of of different community and and charity events and let's start there you're the uh, flames nominee this year for the king clancy what does that uh what does that mean to you michael yeah it means a lot i mean it's an honor when the teammates uh both for you uh it's, it's very special and uh yeah it's uh makes me feel really good to have that respect in the room and uh, i'm very appreciative of the, the guys voting for me so i'm curious as to how your engagement in the community began i've asked you this question a number of times before i we we talked before you hit game 900 earlier in the year but you go back to when you started in Calgary and got here full time. It seemed like immediately getting involved in the community was a big thing for you. How how did it all begin for you, and and why did it all begin for you the way it did? Yeah, no, I I came here and I I could right away tell how important community work was for the Calgary Flames organization, and uh, I could just see it the bigger names, the leaders on the team were having doing their part or having their own organizations or doing extra work, whatever that can be. And it just set the tone right away for me, uh, you know, to be like, okay, this is what we do here and I want to be part of it. And, uh, yeah, and even before when I was younger, I started with sponsoring a child back home in Sweden. And, uh, um, yeah, it's just something I kind of always had a drive for to help people. And uh, I know of have been able to live my dream and privileged life now for a lot of years. And I always want just to give back in any way I can. I, I wonder if you, you go back to when you were drafted or, or when you first made the jump to North America and like, did, did you ever envision being this part or, or this much a part of a community or this much a part of the Calgary community. I, I wonder if that was ever in your mind or if you ever thought you would be such a part of it here. Oh, I don't think so. I, you know, I never thought I was going to play for one team for this long and live in the same city, just knowing how the NHL works. And, uh, you know, you get drafted, you never know if you're going to 
to make it. It's such a hard league to make it in, and even your first round pick, it's it's a tough league to to jump into. And um, so yeah, no, I I don't think I ever thought of that early on. And um, you know, charity work. It's like I said, it started a little bit in Sweden, but charity work at the time wasn't that big in Sweden. Uh, it's still a lot bigger over here. Uh, but it's, uh, nowadays it's a lot bigger street as well. But um, so yeah, going up, it wasn't I didn't wasn't aware much over there. But as soon as I came over here, you could tell how important it is. Like I said, for the California organization, but overall North America, uh, how big charities are. And uh, but yeah, still you know my first few years, um, I was just trying to find my program, do what I could do. And uh, but yeah, like I said a lot of times before, I never thought I was going to be here for this long. You know, I just wanted to play in NHL and I wanted to stay in NHL and I never thought I was going to be on one team for so long. Yeah. We're uh, chatting with Michael Backlund, King Clancy Memorial Trophy nominee for the Flames. And and the most recently, there have been the three that you have kind of been most closely associated to, starting with your work with the uh, ALS Society of Alberta. Just uh, tell us about your work there, how it all came to be, and, and what you and, and your wife Frida are, are doing with the ALS Society of Alberta. Yeah, it started when uh, me and Frida started dating in twenty. 20- Summer 2014, um, you know, Fiat's mom passed away New Year's Day 2013. Um, and um, she told me all about it and told me what ELS was because at the time I didn't know what it was. And at the time I was working with Special Olympics a little bit, just starting, I think, or was, was an ambassador, but I was starting to help out a little bit there. And I was doing a little bit of uh, the cancer care. And um, I, um, but as soon as I met Frida, you know, it was a new, I could tell how. You know, obviously losing your mom is a huge thing, and she wanted to do something to help other families or kids where we could be. And she always said, and she still says, she always want to do what she can to help to find a cure one day. Um, so uh, I started with that, and then uh, we kind of started talking about it, and uh, we, uh, we decided to do uh, the points, uh, money I donate for points, go to the ALS Society of Alberta, and then Fria came up with a great idea um, to have host families at games, uh, just talking about how important those memories are and having those nights or having one night during this tough time and get away from it, from it all, get away from yeah. thinking about being having a, one family member having ALS, and that's been a great program, and yeah, I guess we have over 90, over 90-something families over the years visiting at games, um, so that's been great, and um, yeah, we had that wine event. I think it was fall 2016 or 17, um, which was a great turnout as well. Um, raised a lot of money. It was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, and then just uh, done a little few things on the road as well. But um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a great partnership with them. The ALS Society Alberta has been super easy to work with, and great people working there with Karen, um, being their director, executive. I don't exactly know the title, what it's called, but yeah. she's so amazing and she's done our, helped us so much in so many ways and she's so amazing to their organization and to all the families and everyone that gets involved in ELS Alberta. And you, uh, you and Frida were just there earlier this week making a donation, right? Yeah, we, uh, well, a year ago, or sorry, not a year ago, but 10 months ago, uh, my agent reached out and said this local clothing company wanted to do something with us uh, for charity and we're like, yeah, that sounds fun. And, uh, you know, we started talking, got to know Alberta Apparel and 
have some uh, email meetings and phone meetings, and then there's a sit-down meeting, and uh, it was a lot of fun deciding our own sweaters, and uh, it turned out great. I mean, raising almost $20,000, you know, pretty much half a season, uh, I think it was really good, and uh, so, yeah, really happy about that project as well. Um. You've been an ambassador with Special Olympics Calgary for for ages. Like I can't even remember when you started with Special O. It's it's been that long. Your association. I know you and Dylan were out playing uh, soccer with uh, some of the athletes earlier this week as well. How how did that all start? How much fun has it been being associated with Special O Calgary for as long as you have? Yeah, it's been great. It's been awesome. It's such a great organization. Uh, it helps out the athletes so much, and uh, to go to all these—if it's a special every breakfast or if it's a practice—it's just awesome. There's so much energy, uh, so much passion and love, and uh, you just leave there with such a big smile on your face. And it's—it's uh, it's just great, great to be around those athletes. They're, they're awesome, and uh, I enjoy every minute I go out to an event or a practice. So it's been a great partnership as well. And finally, tell us about Parachutes for Pets, how, how it started, what it is, and, and how, how that all came to be. Yeah, Parachute for Pets, uh, and I got, got in touch uh, just before COVID. Um, I saw them on Instagram. Um, Some uh, people that I knew of was, like, following them, and uh, I saw them t- uh, tweet or uh, Instagram about them or something, so I knew it was a legit organization and they were starting to pick up a little bit there in January 2020 I think it was and um, reading about a little bit what they were doing helping homeless keeping their pets and helping them out with, with bills or food whatever it would be so it sounded really really like a really good program that needed some help and so I reached out you know I want to donate some tickets so they can uh, raise some money and awareness and uh, since then our Partnership's been growing. A year later, our dog unfortunately passed away, or one of our dogs, Dexter, is still with us, but Lily passed away, and Melissa at Parachute Pets suggested me or asked if we wanted to do Lily's Legacy, and that's been a great program, helping kids in care to keep their pets, and um, yeah, over the years, they've been growing, and I've been so happy I can be part of that journey with them, and uh, now, they're, now they're looking to build their own center, uh, as a key center, and going to hopefully be great for for everyone that's going to be able to come in there and um, so I'm really excited for them and excited to be part of their uh, short journey of their start here and um, yeah hopefully they can keep going and gonna do so many important things it's uh, really cool what uh, you've done and all the things you touch here in the Calgary community. It's uh, it's awesome to see and uh, very well deserving. Uh, Michael Backlund with us. He is Calgary's nominee for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy. We'll see if uh, Michael can be a well-deserving finalist and be in Nashville at the end of the month at the NHL Awards. He's joining us here on Flames Talk. It's Pat Steinberg and Wes Gilbertson. Wes? Michael, congrats on the uh, Clancy nomination. Very cool. Um, Thank you. I'm wondering, uh, does a guy start to feel a little long in the tooth when one of his former teammates becomes his general manager? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's uh, def- it, it, yeah, it's definitely weird being having such a long relationship with Tree and a close relationship. Seeing him. Uh, oh, sorry, you mean Connie? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, it, but yeah, I guess you mean Connie, right? Yeah, yeah. Did I play with him. Yeah. We'll get we'll get to Brad yeah. too, though, for sure. Yeah, we'll get to Tree too, but yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah, you meant Connie that we played together. Now he's a GM. That definitely makes you feel old. Yeah, that's your question. 
<laughs> uh, no, but it's great. I'm super excited for Connie. Uh, I was very, I was rooting for him, hoping he'll get the job, and I was very happy to hear that he did. And uh, he deserves it. He's worked really hard, and uh, yeah, I'm very excited for him. He's, he's the same Connie, just like a teammate and a GM, like same positive, great person. How did you see his leadership abilities early in? Early in your career, like you, you come up, you, you know, you obviously have come through the junior ranks. You had to clone for a little bit. How, how, when you became a regular at the Saddle Dome, how, how did you see Craig's sort of leadership at that point? Well, it was just super nice to me right away. Uh, just like you said, anyone I hear people talk about who, how many people he expected in Calgary, just someone runs into the street, how nice he is, and like just how friendly he is. I remember him being so nice to me right away and whatever I'd asked him, he would, you know, help me out or he, yeah, he was just really good to me. And, uh, also the locker room, he had that veteran presence. I mean, we had a veteran group, but, um, he was still, you know, vocal and, uh, had a big impact on the group, even though maybe his playing time was slowing down a bit when I got there, but he was still, you know, respected guy in the room. And, and I know you don't as a player necessarily see everything that happens in the offices, but what, what makes him, you said you were really excited for him. What makes him now a, a guy who you think will do a great job as the, the general manager of this team in Calgary? Well, he's, he's done his duties. He's worked a long time now with organization and different positions. Uh, he's done his work. Uh, and he, you can tell that he always wants to learn and uh, uh, learn more about the, whatever he's doing. And uh, he's a smart hockey mind. Um, and he just has that drive and passion. Um, to win and to help guys out. And, you know, even if, you know, he was a system, but, you know, I, I talked to him too about things, uh, not always with Tree. I talked a lot with Connie as well and easy to talk to. He's a great communicator and he's always been honest with me. And, um, um, yeah, I, uh, I just think he's a really smart guy and he's, he's young for the position, like a young GM. And I think he comes in with some new eyes um, as a young GM. I, I know every guy is a little different. Where do you fall? Are you, are you a player who will watch the Stanley Cup Finals every night? Do you want to see those last games of the season? Or when you haven't reached the goal that you guys set out for this year, do you find it tough to watch those games? Yeah, first, I was, I was like, yeah, it's going to be tough to watch, especially Western Conference playoffs. Um, but uh, as playoffs went on and, and uh, having a lot of time at night, i kind of been watching quite a bit of it and uh uh it's been fun watching florida um uh, like a lot it's been uh it's been a real story so uh, i'm only gonna be able to watch one game now um uh on saturday before we leave so after that i won't stay up and watch games maybe if with the jet lane if the kids wake up in the middle of the night maybe i'll put it on um <laughs> if the game's on <laughs> but uh yeah no uh i've been I've been watching the playoffs, uh, most of the Eastern games, uh, but some Western games as well. That Panthers roster obviously includes a couple of your former line mates. Are you are you happy for Matthew and Sam? Yeah, I'm very happy for them. They they deserve it. They worked hard, and uh, I'm happy for them where they are. Um, and yeah, you know, it's it uh, yeah it, yeah. I'm just you can tell how passionate they are, and um, I'm happy they're both like big impact players. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's great to see them grow over there, and uh, you know, maturing on, uh, 
maturing on the ice as well. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, I'm very happy to do them. Let me just ask you one more. I uh, I watched the end of the, the World Championships the other day, and, and you see Tyler Foley as captain grab the trophy and have that moment where all his teammates are waiting for him. And, and not many guys can describe what that's like, but you captained Sweden to a gold medal a few years ago. Can you can you describe that moment and, and what that means as the guy with the C on his jersey to, to grab that trophy? Yeah, it's a great feeling. It's awesome. Uh, it's one of my best hockey moments for sure in my life. Um, I mean, it's great wherever, wherever you know wherever country you represent, but to, to play for European teams too, where the World Championships is even bigger uh, than it is compared over here, uh, it meant a lot. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Canada here, but yeah, uh, I, I know the talks over here about World Championships compared to how important it is in Sweden. Uh, Whatever, whether it's media or fans, it's both are like just so much, it's just so much more pressure and uh, excitement World Championships over in Europe. Um, so, uh, to, yeah, to win it with Sweden, it was very special. And it's, uh, it was an amazing feeling lifting that trophy. And I played in a few tournaments before and lost uh, in a final, a couple of bronze and lost in a quarter. So to finally win it, uh, felt really good. Did you, uh, did you have any bets with Kelso? I know that you and him are always betting Sweden and Canada. No, not this time. Uh, I texted him after he just said it was happy for him. Uh, so we didn't have anything going this time. It had to be neat, too, to see your, to, you had Kelso and Kent there, but also Milan and, and McKenzie and, and Tyler captaining it. Yeah, we know you're always cheering for Sweden, but if they couldn't win, it had to be pretty cool to see those guys uh, win it all, hey? Yeah, for sure. I, I and I watched a little bit of the third period there, and it was yeah, it was cool. And I watched a little bit when they raised the trophy and all that, so it was, it was cool to watch. And really happy for the guys. Um, they all deserve it. Uh, you know, uh, tough has played before, but like for Luce, she played first time World Championship at this age, and uh, he won a lot of other uh, competitions. Uh, to add this, it's great. And for Weezy, never played for Canada. Uh, I don't know if he played any championships. Nope. At- with Canada, nope. no, right, that's right. So, yep. like, he has a Canadian tattoo, but he's never played for Team Canada. I mean, that's just great to see that he was having a lot of success. So, uh, and then top of the being captain, which yeah, it was special for all three of them. So, I was really excited for them. Um, just before we let you go, two more backs. Michael Backlund with us. Uh, he's the King Clancy Memorial Trophy nominee for the Flames. Um, how how did you feel about uh, Brad Tree Living, your former GM? What's uh, what's your thoughts on Tree going to Toronto? Yeah, I'm mean, really excited for him. Uh, I was a bit surprised the the way he talked, uh, the way the talks we had after the season, not just in his office, like outside the rink as well. Uh, we talked a bit, and uh, you know, he was telling me and a lot of people, a lot of people too, that you know, he was gonna take a, some time off here uh, and it's a long time off, and not, maybe not even work with the season start next year. So I was. A bit, a bit surprised and uh, to see it, but I mean, it's a great opportunity for him to take over such a classic team and uh, steer the ship over there. So I'm just really excited for him. Uh, I think he's going to do great. Uh, there's a lot of work to do with all those contracts coming coming to an end soon. Um, but what an exciting opportunity for him! 
And last question for you. Uh, Craig has told us, Craig Conroy has told us that uh, there will be a captain next season for the team. There hasn't been a captain for a couple of years. Bax, I know you've been asked this a number of times over the last couple of years, but I thought it's a good way to close it out because the King Clancy goes to somebody who exhibits leadership on and off the ice. And so many of your teammates said this year that, yeah, you know what? Michael's our, Michael's our leader, and, and he's the guy that we look to. I remember talking to you uh, just before you played your 900th game. You talked about how you've kind of become that guy that you'll talk to Sean O'Brien and say, no, you know what? We're going we're gonna to stay over. Let's, let's not fly home tonight. Let's stay over and, and really getting involved in that side of the leadership things. Just if it, if it were to go that way and, and uh, they were to offer the captaincy to you, what, what would that mean? How much would you embrace wearing a C on your jersey here? Yeah, I mean, wearing a, a C would be a huge, huge honor, uh, something I never expected. Uh, or, you know, like I said before, I never saw myself playing for an organization for so long when, it came, when I was young, and I could never dream of being a captain for an NHL team. I just want to make the league and play in the NHL, and uh, everything else is bonus. So uh, to have that, you know, chance maybe, I don't know, uh, it will be a huge honor. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely will be a huge honor, especially in the Canadian market as well. Yeah. Well, it would be very well deserving if they uh, if that if that were to happen, Michael. Much like it is very well deserving to see you as the Flames nominee for the King Clancy. Honestly, it would uh, be really well deserved if uh, you got that trip to Nashville at the NHL Awards. So, fingers crossed on that. Thanks so much for doing this today. Travel safe to Sweden on the weekend and uh, have yourself a great summer. Really appreciate the time as always, Michael. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it, and have a great time with you guys as well. Thank you, man. Be well. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, you too. Yeah, thanks, Wes.